I'm Kelly Burke, and I got next. You next up, and you ain't been on sports like talk. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, you better hit him up. Look, you breaking next, and you up next. Keep the queens go hard. Rise a star on the big scene. Make them know who you are. You don't break a sweat. Don't settle for less. They put you through that test. Your resume that flesh. Who got next? Who got next? SLT, where to say go? Who got next? Who got next? Living my dreams and all your goals. Who got next? Who got next? You can ask B. Jones or head coach. Who got next? Who got next? You next up, so here's my vote. T Nation, welcome back to another fire episode of Sports Life Talks. You got next a platform that gives exposure to the voices of tomorrow. That's right. We're searching high and low, West Coast to East Coast. And we are on a journey to find rising stars in our communities who are doing big things and living up the big dream. But I'm going to tell y'all something today. If I don't do another show... I want y'all to put this one Put this one on my Wikipedia page Because this one makes me feel good Ladies and gentlemen Oh my goodness We talking about one of the dopest veterans in the game Color analysis Sports broadcaster Writer Producer I mean it, the, the, the hits go on and on and on How amazingly talented I guess is today From Phoenix, Arizona ESPN MLB CBS Sportsnet Y'all seen on TV and on the sidelines And now you get the rock water For one episode of You Got Next Welcome to the family, Kelly Burke How you doing, Kelly? Oh, I'm doing good, put me in, coach Like That was super energetic, <laughs> high vibe I'm ready to go, I feel like I could run through a wall right now that's the goal, but you know what I'm saying. I I get a little bit uh, a little bit too much. With, with I'm gonna be a little extra today because uh, I mean this, this I'm is, I'm, all, I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with well, that. Well, you see, while I sit, y'all gotta understand this is an icon. You, 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 <laughs> you know, for the last ten years, I watch games and I hear this voice, and now all of a sudden to get to work with her, it's like a dream come true. So uh, we'll check this out. If this is your first time checking out the show, welcome to our platform. You know, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us. I am your host, the mouth of the South. B. Jones, the OG all thing, Louisiana, Mr. Yeet is in the building and I'm rocking alongside my brother from another mother, the architect, the choir storm, the head coach, KT. Kev, how you feeling today, man? I'm feeling great, but you know, I know the initiation hasn't started yet, B. Jones, but I got to ask Kelly a question. Okay. Shoot. Is, it, is it really true that people are more afraid of public speaking than jumping out of a plane and even dying? Yes, I, I, I was shocked when I heard that too, but it, every everywhere I go too, I just was at a, a girlfriends in business seminar this past weekend and the amount of people out there that you give them a mic and they're terrified and not even in a live situation, just in a, a public speaking situation and people literally lose their mind. I can take it. I would too. I look. I'm having fun here, but I'm in. I'm in a computer. I'm behind. Uh, I'm behind a camera right now. I don't know if I can stand up in front of everybody like you do and speak at these ceremonies and these business meetings. That would. I don't know. We'll get. We'll get into all that. Hold up, B. Jones. Before we continue, nobody believes you. You, you love to talk, <laughs> so you'll grab the mic and do your thing. But 
we'll continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, y'all. Check this out. Let's pay the bills real quick. Listen, on the count of three in Sports Life Talk tradition, we need y'all to help us to do something momentous. We need y'all to help us to keep this amazing energy, to keep this vibe, and to keep this show rolling strong in 2023. Listen, we've had so many amazing and incredibly talented guests. We want to keep it going. And, and you can help us right now. You. That's right. You can help us by doing one simple thing. Take this finger right here. And I want you to find that subscribe button on your screen. And when I count down to three, I need you to smash that subscribe button. KB, is your people going to rock with us? Can um, we, can, they, they better be. They better all right, be. All right, here we go. On the count of three, let's do it like we knew to it. One, two, three. Ooh, welcome to the Sports Life Talk family. That's right. We don't do fans. We don't do followers. We take family very seriously around it. So if you smash that subscribe button, we are your new play cousins. And without further ado, y'all didn't hear, come here to hear me talk and run my mouth. Y'all came here to see what's popping and what's cracking with Kelly Burke. And we're about to give it to you right now. We, we got to get to know her a little bit better. So Kelly, are you ready for the Sports Life Talk initiation? Bring it. Oh, she said, bring it, B. John. Okay. <laughs> it, it sounded like she ready for you, KT. Good luck, brother. Okay, so to initiate you into the SLT family, you have to give us your top five music artists. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to this is gonna be kind of all over the place. So uh, I am really vibing lately in the last year with Khalid is probably number one. Uh, then I got to, you know, I got to go with Taylor Swift just because everybody, everybody likes T-Swift. Uh, I am a big, throwing it back a little, I am a Pearl Jam fan. My wedding song was actually, that I danced to my husband with, was a Eddie Vedder song from his ukulele al album. And then let's throw in a little Billy Joel. And how about Sia? All right. I, I know I know the names now. I'm not, look, look you see me kind of catch my collar. Got a little sweat bead back there. I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the journey. I, you know, I don't know the songs as well, but yeah. I, know, I know all of those artists. That, that yeah, he, hit a little kinda, bit Kind of all over, kind of all over the place. I like a little bit of everything from, you know, I like R&B, rap, oldies. I mean, you name, like probably the only thing I don't listen to a lot is country. I don't, country's not really my thing. Certain artists, more mainstream artists, but yeah. other than that, I pretty much listen to anything. So B. Jones, with her top five, I think the only person that has been mentioned before was Taylor Swift, correct? That's true. I don't, I don't think we had a Pearl Jam or a Billy Joe. See ya. I know for a fact nobody's ever said see ya. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> All right, Kelly. So what we like to do, we like to rank everybody's top five. The okay. highest you can get is five. Okay. You took us on a journey with different genres. So B. Jones. We're going to give a 12 for her top five. Give her oh, 12. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> but Kelly, in giving you 12, we gave you all the money that we have for this show. So I don't know how the rest of it's going to go. That was over. You. <laughs> yeah. All right, so who is your favorite superhero and why? Hmm. I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. And I mean, just because she's a strong, confident woman. Are, am I allowed to Am I allowed to cuss on here? I don't know. Am I, yeah. She's, she's, she's a badass. Like, why would I not go with her? And she, her outfit is incredible. Hey, and and I, I saw I saw your podcast. Do you, do you know Apple? 
gave y'all the explicit tag. I don't, I don't oh, know. Did you- it? Oh, okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's not shocking because I do. My mom gets mad. I do. I work in sports. I mean, I have a potty mouth a little bit. I'm around guys all the time. So. Hey, I died laughing when I saw that. I said, I wonder if she knows they gave her the explicit I tag. Wonder, I wonder if that's more me or more my guests. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to go back and look at some of these episodes. All right, so since every good superhero needs their own theme music, what would your theme song be? So this is where I would tap into the Sia. She has this song, Unstoppable. You might have seen it. It was during one of the Olympics, probably in the last five or eight years. It was a commercial. It was on a commercial, but it's a it's a pretty well-known song, Unstoppable. That would be my, that would be my theme song. Yeah, go ahead and sing it for us, Kelly. Oh, you don't want to hear me. Thought you were gonna get it, B. I thought you were gonna get it. Yeah, you don't. You do not. I'm a broadcaster, but I cannot sing. You do not not want to hear me sing it. Isn't she the one that always has the hair always in her face? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's kind of out there, but that unstoppable song, man. I put that on, and I could go run 20 miles. Well, we couldn't. All right, so if you could shadow <laughs> anyone for a week and learn from them, mm-hmm. they could be the dead or alive. Who would it be and why? I'd go with Doris Burke. She's the, the goat. And I just, her, everything about her, the, the assignments she has for ESPN, the way that she has continued to rise through her career, especially even, you don't see a lot of women past the age of 50 just absolutely thriving in their career. And she continues to do that and get incredible assignments in I just, I, w- I would just like to be a fly in the wall, soaking up her knowledge, her vocabulary, the way she articulates things, experience the relationships she has and the respect she has from coaches in the NBA and players. I, I would love that. And she can get buckets, B. Yeah, that's you. There's <laughs> a baller. All right. So we at Sports Life Talk, we like to dream big. It's like B. Jones says it all the time. So we just hired Kelly Burke to be our in-studio host of our Sports Life Talk Live show. Give us two other hosts you will bring along for the show. Uh, the ones that immediately come to mind, Taylor Rooks. She is an incredible, inter- she's an incredible interviewer. I think she's arguably, Tom Rinaldi is a fantastic interviewer, but she, she just has a way of creating trust and relationships with people. Super skilled interviewer. All the stuff I've seen her do, seen her do. And a super nice person, too. I've met her in person before. And then probably Monica McNutt, because she just brings that that personality and fun. Well, I would tell you like this. Uh, Taylor, if you're out there, if you listen to this, (laughs) I'm your your biggest fan. I'm just going to tell you right now. It don't don't get no bigger than me. I'm constantly uh, stalking your page. So, uh, no, I'm just messing with you. But, no, she's the truth. Taylor Rooks is absolutely the truth. You should be stalking her page, though. She's that good. And that beautiful. She's stunning. Yeah, she's stunning. Nah, I mean, Monica she's, McNutt, uh, I enjoyed her so much during the final. Like you talked about Drea Carter. Yeah. Monica and, and Drea killed the final four this year. I mean, oh, they totally, were totally. they were just absolutely so much fun to watch. Yeah. That that was a, amazing performances. So you picked two two great hosts. Thank Kevin, you. I don't know where you're gonna get the budget for all that talent, but good luck. <laughs> I just eat sandwiches for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, my right. you know, my, my salary would probably be the lowest, let's be honest, out of those three. <sighs> Well, good. All right. So two words that are near and dear to my heart, cross country. So tell us something that running has taught you that you can use when you like calling games or just in everyday life. Perseverance 
Well, especially I think back to my career at Arizona State and I was injured probably 60, 65% of the time. I just had a really hard time. I, I kept getting stress fractures. And so running has taught me that ability to persevere through injuries and setbacks. And it's been so important, especially in broadcasting where you hear so many no's and so many doors shut in your face or things that happen in your career that you just, you want to give up or you're having a bad day uh, or you get comments from people that are on social media or when I worked as a sportscaster, they would send nasty emails. And so it's that, that perseverance to be able to keep perspective through the hard times. We're we going to talk about that one in just a second as well. Cause I, I've, I've noticed some things I want, I want to get it out there. So we're going to talk about that one. Okay. Yeah, we've even experienced some of that on our show with some of the oh, female sure. hosts that we've had on. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So if, if you hit that subscribe button and are thinking about doing so, please do leave us your top five music artists, your theme song, and your favorite superhero in the comments. And finally, go to our website, sltugotnext.com. There you can learn more about us and our other family members from our You Got Next series. Now allow me to reintroduce our newest play cousin, Miss Kelly Burke to the SLT family. So B Jones, go ahead and take it away, brother. Queen Kelly in the <laughs> building. This is going to be a fun time. Everybody, I hope y'all enjoyed getting to know who she was because now we're about to tell y'all how the sausage is made. We're about to tell you <laughs> what makes this, this woman so phenomenal and so brilliant. But let's take you back. Let's take this thing back. You you became a sports fan at the age of uh, uh, fifth grade, so around the age yeah. of nine or ten years old. And I tell people, I, I made this comment not too long ago. I'm, I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana, so I'm, I'm all things Louisiana. But, you know, I always talk about, like, what city would you live in if, if you had to pick a sports community right mm. and phoenix in my opinion is one of those top six or seven markets right. in the country like it's it doesn't get any better than phoenix sports even from the amateur level so I, i'm curious to know how it was growing up out there on the phoenix uh, phoenix scene you got the suns and the, right. the cardinals i know the cardinals probably moved it in that time frame mm. but but what what was it like you know it was awesome. I, so for 10 years, I was born in New Hampshire and I grew up for 10 years in New Hampshire. And then when I was 10, we moved to, moved to Phoenix and it was life changing because when I lived in New Hampshire, I lived in a real small town about an hour from Boston and there just wasn't opportunities for girls to play sports until you got to the to sixth or seventh grade. It just, they didn't exist. It, track was literally the, probably the only sport you could do after school and then gymnastics. I did gymnastics, but I'm six feet tall. So if that tells you anything, how tall I was just even growing up, yeah, yeah. I was, I was really good at gymnastics, but I sort of had to, to quit gymnastics because I just got too tall for it. So when I came to Phoenix, I immediately was the, it was the 1992 middle, uh, end of 1992 when we moved there. And so 1992, 93, let me paint the picture. I'm going to throw it back a little I'm dating myself a little, but Phoenix Suns, taking on the Chicago Bulls in the NBA Finals. Greatest, one of my greatest sports memories. And so I fell in love with watching and listening to the Phoenix Suns broadcast. And so my family, we, uh, my dad has seven brothers and sisters and six of them live in Phoenix. And so we would get together during the week on the weekends and we would watch the Suns games and we'd listen to Al McCoy who just retired. He was the, the voice of the Phoenix Suns. We'd listen to him call the games on the radio. And I became a diehard basketball fan. And so I started playing YMCA basketball. And I just was completely mes mesmerized by that team. 
Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley to this day, my favorite basketball player of all time. Dan Marley, Oliver, Oliver Miller. I mean, you name it. They, they, if you were on um, Big O, as they called him. Uh, yeah, I mean, Big O. Yeah, so many. Richard Dumas. I mean, we could go on and on. But, I forgot uh, about Richard Dumas. C- Cedric, oh Cedric Sabalos. Like, Cedric Sabalos, yes, he was a dog yes. and a rapper. Yes, Did you, ever hear, you ever hear him rap? You ever hear Cedric Sabalos I, I rap? Have, I have. And, I mean, he was a radio host in town, too, at one point. So I just completely fell in love with this team. If this tells you anything, so... For a couple of years there, I hated Michael Jordan um, because of what he did to the Suns in that series. Uh, to this day, I can't stand John Paxson because he hit that shot in Game Six to sink the Suns. So they lose. They lose. Obviously, Game Six. They lose the finals. They have a parade though still in town and my mom would not let me skip school to go to this parade and I cried. That's oh. how upset I was about not being able to go to the Phoenix Suns parade. But that was one of my lasting sports memories that sort of started it all. And then I started playing YMCA basketball and just, it was all about basketball then after that. And that was sort of how my love of sports began. So I became obsessed. By the time I got to high school, I was completely obsessed with sports. I was a three-sport athlete. And the Diamondbacks came came along around that time too. They started their franchise. Coyotes moved to town. It was back, uh, the, the... I think they used to be called the Phoenix Cardinals back then, not the Arizona Cardinals. But yeah, they, they were the Phoenix Cardinals. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't very good back then, so nobody really talked about them. But love the Suns, and I, I, I go back because my parents still live there. My sister still lives there, and it, just what, what awesome opportunities be, to be able to take in sporting events. The four pro teams, and then this year you have the the Final Four coming to Phoenix. You have the Waste Management Open, or I, th- I think it's called something else now, but that's in February, the, the the infamous 16th hole. I mean, there's just so many things you can go out there and see as a sports fan. Well, I, you just took me down memory lane. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, I'm all over. The, I was rooting for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I hated Michael Jordan growing up, too. I'm, I'm just like you. And yeah. uh, I, lo- I, I mean, I, I, I respect and appreciate the guy now. I can't, you know, I, I mean, that, that documentary on him um, on ESPN, unbelievable. But uh for several years after that, I could not say, say his name because of how he just completely torched the Suns. Well, what about uh, Pat Tillman? Did you ever get the opportunity to meet Pat Tillman before he went over and does a storm? Yeah, you know, I think I did. Like, not that I remember very well, but so my brother, his best friend was actually the ASU athletic director's son at the time and so after the asu football games you know players and coaches they would come to uh, his friend's parents house and uh after the games to celebrate wins because it was back when asu football was really good so i i think really briefly probably in passing but he certainly has been an inspiration especially having been an arizona state student athlete he's so ingrained in the school and his legacy and then i'm from a third generation military family yeah. so i have I- immense respect for the military i have so many branches of the military represented in my family throughout its lineage so i, I just can't can't attest enough just how yeah. amazing of a human he was and just the gratitude i have for the sacrifice and service he gave yeah, before Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald became stars, Tillman was the biggest name oh, that came yeah. out of I mean, out was, of Phoenix. He was dope. He was one of a kind. He was yeah, one, one of, of one. 
Well, let's, I'm glad you're flexing on them. See, right now, y'all getting to see her genius, and she put it to work right there. So you kind of set this up perfect for me. You didn't just, you, you know, you played basketball. So I understand you having a passion for basketball, but you're yeah. you on the sideline of college football games, and you work in the NBA. Fi- I mean, you you like working everywhere. You, you are not pulling any punches. So how does one grow to an affinity and a knowledge and a, a level of expertise for not one, but – Literally any sport. That, I mean, they could probably call you tomorrow and say, hey, we got the World Tiddlywinks Championship. <laughs> we need you to get ready, KB. We're we, yeah. we sending you to Abu, Abu Dhabi. For you to, <laughs> we, so, I mean, how do, how do you go about the, what, what, what does it take? T- tell us, how do, you, how do you master these different crafts? If, some of it is just, you know, being observant and studying and, and taking it all in and just being a student of anything you're watching. And then I, some of it is just a just, I'm a cur- naturally curious person. And so anything that I like to do, I like to do it at 110%. And so I realized pretty quickly since I started my career as a local TV sportscaster in different markets, I had to have really good general knowledge of a ton of different sports. So that's sort of where it started is having to know pretty intricately the the different sports I was talking about on my sports cast every night. I had to pretty much know a lot about each of those leagues. And then when I decided about, I think it was about five or six years ago, I, I quit my local TV sports job and decided to focus on calling games full time. And I realized that I needed to have versatility, especially being new to doing games, that the more sports I could do, the more opportunities I was going to have to be able to work. And and that's one thing I always tell, I get a lot of young people that reach out to me over email or social media, especially women asking for advice. And a lot of them want to be sideline reporters, which I think is a, it's a great goal. But the one thing I always tell them is, look, this is a really great goal. You, sh- you know, go after that dream of being a sideline reporter, but at the same time, be versatile, be able to do play by play, be able to be an analyst. Because when you talk to network executives in today's world, they want versatile people who can do a little bit of everything. And you look at the generations coming up and especially in youth sports, it's so much, Hey, we want to specialize. We want to specialize. And I came from that generation where I, I was a three sport athlete in high school. And honestly, if I would have been able to play more sports at the, you know, at the same season, I probably would have been a four or five sport athlete. And that's just sort of the mindset I've, I have is that do a little bit of everything and, and, but do it well. Well, you don't stop working. You're the hardest working woman in showbiz. I, I'm super impressed. The, the, I got the opportunity to kind of listen to your deck and some of your highlight reels, and it is just absolutely crazy. And when 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 I found out we was going to do this show, I was like, this can't be the Kelly Burke I'm talking about. Like, we ain't that big yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then when I, I said, this is it. This is, this is actually her. This is really her. So that that is that is super on awesome. So, so you talked about giving advice to somebody who wanted to become a sideline reporting versatility how much time because i I mean like you're sitting down with us for 30 40 minutes but how much time does it take for you to prepare yourself for the show i'm imagining because i know how much time it takes for me to prepare just to do a a, a 30 minute sample so what what, you know how much work are you putting in before you even get on the microphone I'm putting in a lot. That's what I think a lot of people that aren't in our industry don't understand is all the the preparation that goes on behind the scenes. And it's basically a full-time job. I am, especially let's, let's say I'm breaking, let's say I'm calling a basketball game. I am watching 
more than one game on each team, probably two to three games of film on each team to be able to pick up tendencies. I am going to shoot arounds on day of the game so I can get last minute thoughts from coaches or players. I'm reading any sort of press clippings or, you know, doing the Google thing on online, finding out any sort of information I can on the team, going through the stats and making my boards. It's really a, a week long process. And, and sometimes you don't have the full week, especially I've had weeks where maybe I have four or five games in one week. So I have to be super organized and efficient with my time. But there, it's basically when you're in season, I mean, you're probably working 12 hour days just trying to get ready to go on air. Because for me, so much of my confidence is generated from my preparation. And I always want to come across as prepared. And, and I just have that comfort. Like when I'm prepared, I'm the most confident I can be on air. I don't like to wing anything. Well, you, you yeah, we, we, we do a lot of winging. <laughs> we we got to get more professional, KT. We got to button up a little bit, man. We got 12-hour days, KT. 12-hour days. In, right. in, in season. But then right now I'm in, in my off-season. So, you know, it's I, I'm working, but it's not near as many hours as I'm working in season. But the thing is, you don't ever feel like you're working 12-hour days or 10-hour days. Or it's whatever. a passion. Yeah, exactly. You're not working. I'm not working at a bank working. Right, right. And, and grinding away like, like like looking at highlights for you and getting that information is almost a form of entertainment at the same time yeah it's kind of in a sick way like i honestly really love in a nerdy way breaking down the stats and doing the like the research part of it whereas most people they'd be bored out of their mind but i genuinely love the the process of it all good because now i don't feel bad about watching your your youtube film eight <laughs> times because that, that's just normal that's what we do because i actually enjoyed listening to you. <laughs> all right let's talk about these meanies out there because trust me we try to reach yeah. out to monica we try to reach out to taylor but the reality is, is that a lot of sports personalities have to close themselves off WNBA stars coaches have to close themselves off because it's just so much hate out there in the world. How, how do you handle that that hate where it could really poke at somebody's security and, and make them insecure and doubt themselves a little bit? How are you able to handle that? Because the first time I experienced it was we had Leah Hextel on the show. She's in the hockey world. And they, I, mean, I could not believe it. Really? And, and wow. she, I sat there and, you know, she, she did the Dallas Stars. I think it was like yeah. the... The, the, the Blackhawks or something, they came to Dallas and I said, I'm watching the game and I'm following along on the TV. I'm looking at, you know, doing my Twitter yeah. thing, just kind of researching stuff as, as the game is on the television and people are just, just saying some of the most nastiest things. Like, and, and she's she's perfect. She doesn't make a mistake. The whole entire broadcast, we're talking about a three-hour broadcast, she doesn't make a mistake and people are still mean and angry. So, I know you probably had a lot of adversity from that. From that, it's just They just don't like to see women succeed for some odd reason. No, I don't know why these idiots are out there. Some of them are, but what, 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 what's, how, do you, how do you handle that and how do you overcome that and still you know, pick your chin up and go back out there and do what you do at an excellent level? It's been a journey. I remember, and it's not even just men sometimes trolling. It's women sometimes can be, we can be our own worst critic at times. I remember wow. there was a, a woman at the, the my last uh, local TV job, uh, sports job. I got an email and from this woman and she basically said, every time I hear you on the TV, it's like nails on a chalkboard and I literally want to headbutt my TV. And I read it and I'm like, wow, that is, you have a very, that's a very strong opinion. It was almost kind of, 
funny because it was so ridiculous. But I've gotten some really mean emails. I got them more so honestly. Uh, I'd certainly get them on social media, but I got really bad ones when I was a local TV sportscaster because they have access to your email. You know, they can go on the website, look up your email. Right. And so I got some really nasty stuff and you just have to learn to ignore it. And actually it was Barry Hinson, who used to be the Southern Illinois University men's basketball coach. And he sort of did this analogy for me. And he said, you have to pretend that the people that are making these comments on social media or writing these things in on email, imagine that it's some 50 something year old guy in his boxer shorts eating Cheetos in his mom's basement. And like, he's a total loser. Oh, cantankerous and just poisonous. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's what I started imagining it as. It's like, this is who, and and usually the the best part was when every now and then when I would engage back on social media or, or make the mistake of writing back over email, you come back at some of these people and then they're apologizing. They're back tracking and apologizing some of them now that's not not all of them certainly some of them can just be super rude but uh, there's a book I read back years ago it's called the four agreements by uh Don uh, Don Miguel Louise I believe it is and one of the rules sort of of life one of the four rules is don't take anything personally and so for me it's just knowing who my people are if it's if it's somebody I know if it was my parents writing that stuff okay, we'd have an issue and I would reassess what I'm doing here. Like I must be doing something wrong. But when it's people you don't even know, I just can't worry about that. That's that's a you problem, not a me problem. And so I focus on my inner circle, people I respect in the business and I value their opinions and everybody else, no offense, but I'm not going to put a whole lot of credence into it. The women's game has, to me, it's going places that we we can't even see it right now. They had that 25-year mark, which if everybody re- remembers where the NBA was at 25-year mark, that's kind of when you started having the Magics and the Larry Birds and the, the Jordans and stuff started coming along. So, I mean, we're about to start seeing something very similar that happened to, in women's basketball. But but wh- where do you see the game going? And as a voice of the game, um, what, what, what you know? how excited are you about being able to see these young ladies, the Maddie Sigrises, the Anissa Moros, and see these individuals to take it to the take the game to that next level. I'm just so excited because finally women's basketball is starting to get the attention and the coverage that it has deserved for so long. And, and what we've seen, and it's not just in women's basketball, it's in women's sports in general. I saw it this year in women's volleyball covering that for ESPN, is that when you actually give women's sports a legitimate time slot on a legitimate network the fans come you i mean look at literally yeah i mean even college softball going on right now the college world series everything's rating super high and it's because they've put games on abc and we saw that during the women's ncaa tournament and we've seen that even in wmba season so far the one of the, the mercury's opening game one of the highest rated games ever in the WNBA and it's because they put it in a legitimate time slot on ABC. So I, I just I think that there's just so endless potential with with women both both at the professional level but even at the college level, especially now with NIL being a factor too, is that what you're finding is that it's actually the the women, the female student athletes that are more having more nil money and deals when it comes down to it and in the in the big picture there's certainly um certainly male student athletes that are getting big deals too in in college football and stuff but in the big picture 
the NIL money, it's there for women. And, and we've seen it just even with some of the LSU players that have gone in it after the season. So I couldn't be more excited. I think you're going to continue to see the sport really elevated into better time slots, better coverage overall. We saw at the women's NCAA tournament, just the studio coverage throughout. I think you're going to see that studio coverage even throughout the season. Well, I tell you what, I'm super excited about it, but I'm also super excited about what's about to go down right <laughs> now. I wish we had more time, but I got I got to put something on this man's head. <laughs> Kelly Burks, it is time for the Sports Life Talk championship rounds kevin are you ready for this one man i'm, I'm just i'm super hyped right now i don't know man i, I want to talk some more but we got to do what we got to do but uh this is our version of would you rather have you ever played a game called would you rather before yeah it's been a while but i played it all right cool so this is gonna be very simple kt and i are both gonna make a pitch and the, the, the goal is to give you some hard selections okay whichever okay. one you select that those games a point the first host can get two points or the best out of three will win this episode's game of championship rounds and i am coming off of a victory in the last game all right so i'm super excited about this one and uh i'm hoping i'm hoping i can retain all right so here we go the first question, would you rather become a Hall of Fame broadcaster for the team of your choice, you know, Phoenix Suns, or become the owner of your own WNBA franchise? Ooh, man. Tough one, but I'm going to go with Hall of Fame broadcaster for team of my choice. What team would it be? Ooh. Uh, I think, yeah, probably the Phoenix Sun. I think that would be incredible. Be next going, album court, yeah, huh? it's, that's where. It, well, that's where it all started for me. Literally, it'd all be right. very, it'd be very full circle to go back and be a Hall of Fame broadcaster for them. And then also just just this next generation, the Suns team too, with Devin Booker and you know what he's been able to do. He's sort of this is this is finally the team. Even though they, you know, they, even though they got knocked out by the Nuggets this year, this is sort of finally the team where I, I see hope of being able to restore the Suns back to what it once was. Yeah, they got lucky. Everybody yeah. else got lucky out there. They got lucky that Devin Booker, CP3, and KD yeah. never really got opportunity to play together as a team. And yeah, also, you know, we'll we'll talk about that some other time. But I also think there was some philosophical things with with, with Monty and, and and DeAndre Aiden. He yeah. he, you know, Aiden has been the. Uh, I'm not going to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start arguing we'll on my rant. We'll talk offline. Yeah, I get on I get on that Phoenix Suns rant pretty quick because I got some <laughs> I got some issues. I got some issues with that. All right, here we go. Round number two. Would you rather host? a YouTube track and field series where you get to interview athletes and celebrities before taking them on a two-mile jog. <laughs> so it's like you get to, you know what I'm saying? You get to like yeah. pick a star that you want to run like a Kevin Hart. You and Kevin Hart are going to okay. take a two-mile jog and you get to kind of interview them along the way or yeah. host your own food show where you travel the world interviewing athletes and, and celebrities as they take you to their favorite places to eat in their hometowns. Uh, I'm going to definitely have to go with the food show the track thing was tempting the food show for sure and let me give you a little backstory there my nickname my dad nicknamed me the bottomless pit growing up <laughs> you know he to this day still jokes that i have a hollow leg because of the amount of food i can eat i, I just i am a big foodie i love food um let me put it that my husband on our first date bought me a giant ice cream cake at the end of the date to ensure there would be a second date uh, when I worked in first job out of college, uh, first full-time job, when I worked in Medford, Oregon as a local TV sportscaster there, 
I actually challenged one of the high school offensive lines to an eating contest. It took it super seriously, went out, ran 10 miles before the eating contest, and I proceeded to beat four of the five guys. The only person I lost to was the center, and I lost to him by like two bites. So, wow. Yeah. Well, you know it's me versus you now. Okay, let me <laughs> yeah. go ahead and start. I ain't running no 10 miles, yeah. though. <laughs> I had to give myself a little bit, you know, a little bit of a buffer there. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, 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 I'll give you the dingo now. I'll give you the dingo now. All right, Kevin, let's go. On our show, which you can watch Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central, please tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. We have a segment called The Drop, where B. Jones turns sneaker guru and presents a pair of shoes that he feels are worthy of your financial donations. So for round three, we both will present a shoe to Kelly. She will have the final vote because whoever she picks wins this episode's game. So Kelly, I'm going to go three, two, one. And I need for you to say, hold that sneaker. Okay? Okay. And we're going to show you what we got. All right. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Hold that sneaker. Oh, oh dear. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to say this is a tough choice. They're both good. Now his is dunks. Mine's a Jordan ones. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with the Jordan ones because of uh, also the red. I'm I'm very partial to the color red. So, but uh, they're both phenomenal choices. And I had another pair of shoes down here. I do love me some black and white shoes too. So that was a tough choice. And I do love me some victory. <laughs> yeah. And still champion of the show. Let's go. Kelly, I, I think this is this is my crowning moment. I'm just gonna tell you like this. This is the best show ever. We got Kelly Burke. Oh, B. Jones, come on, let's get this show over with, man. I got stuff to do now. I, I was enjoying myself up until round three, so let's go. Let's go. Come oh on. man, let me let me put my hardware down, bro. Goodness. All right, here we go, Kelly Burke. The title of the show: Sports Life Talks. You got next. Now that everybody rocking with you at Kelly Burke Sports, without a no, on Twitter, and we following your career. What does the future hold for you in your own words? So the future immediate goals, I would love to cover the NCAA tournament this year for volleyball and basketball. That's sort of immediate goals. Um, Jul this July, I am climbing a mountain in Jackson Hole. I'm doing a challenge called 29029, where I have to, uh, it's sort of an extreme fitness challenge. I have to climb a mountain 19 times in 36 hours. So I did it last summer in Utah. This year I'm doing it in Jackson Hole. So I'm training for that right now. But yeah, um, as far as long-term goals, just to be able, you know, I, I do obviously some national broadcasts for volleyball and for basketball and ESPN and CBS, but to continue to do more national games, um, just all, all different sports, uh, all different leagues. So, and just continue to be able to get opportunities in all the different sports I do. And I'm tired. I'm tired. Just I'm scared of Jackson Hole. Where's Jackson Hole at? So I can know to make sure not to drive. Uh, Wyoming. <laughs> okay, because I ain't never going to Jackson yeah. Hole. Nineteen times. Thirty six. Yeah. Are you gonna sleep in that time frame? Are you going? Um, I don't know. Last year, I I think I sort of slept like two or three hours because they the, they shut down the mountain because there was a thunderstorm for a couple hours, but it was sort of half sleep. So. Uh, I just kind of like to hike as kept, kept going as long as I could until they basically the thunderstorm hit. 
Because once, be once you stop, your legs get real tight. Oh, that's I already know. It's like a picture, you yeah. know, that you know, once the rain delay comes, that picture's done for the day, right? They can't yeah. they can't get back out there and keep yeah. throwing their gas like that. So but but uh you you talked about Doris Burke and you talked about how she's held that phenomenal standard up for so long. And you know, one day you're gonna we're we gonna talk about Kelly Burke as, as as like the Doris Burke, right? So when when that I day comes so. and and uh you decide to to leave the, the the Hall of Fame career behind, and and uh, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy legacy to be, and what kind of impact do you want to leave on the lives that you touch? My biggest thing is I just want to inspire people that no matter what whatever their dreams are, even if they're not in sports, that they have the ability to achieve them. So and, and to do that with kindness and encouragement, and by opening the door for the next generation. One thing that I've really learned in my career, when I when I started in this business, there wasn't a lot of female sports cast. I when I got hired in Medford, Oregon, I was sort of the exception, not the rule. And now it's becoming a lot more common to, to see women in sports. But when I was in my early 20s, it was super competitive. And I didn't think I could be friends. I didn't think I was supposed to be friends with a lot of other women in the business. And what I quickly realized is that there's room for everybody at the table. So grab my hand back, help whoever I can along the way. All right. So do you have any shout outs you want to give? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out. Uh, my biggest supporter is uh, my husband. He's always been super encouraging and got to shout out my 15-year-old my chocolate lab dog, Bella, uh, my parents and, and my family. and then. All the all the play-by-play -play analysts and reporters that I get to work with who are phenomenal at their jobs, and even the ones I haven't met but I watch on TV and aspire to be, I'm just super grateful for their example. All right, so this is the part of the show where you get a chance to call the person that you think you have next. Tell them, hey, I got a chance cool. to rock with B. Jones and KT. Okay. Tell them my story. Why don't you do the same thing? With that said, Kelly, who are you calling out? Who should have next? Uh, you should have Monica McNutt. No question. So you, do you know her personally where you can get in contact with her? Uh, I can I can message her, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, as you mentioned, she's harder to get to now, but we, we do know each other. So I will certainly put in a good word. Uh, as you know, she's crazy busy and she's, yes. I mean, she's on ESPN all the time. I don't, I, I really believe she must not sleep, but um, literally if you can get her, um, I think you should because she is one of the coolest people I know and she has an incredible story too. I remember I had her on my podcast early on when my podcast started and well, well she'll, she'll tell you, I mean, she, she had a point before she blew up with ESPN where she was ready to hang it up because she was teaching spin classes and she was working as a substitute teacher because she couldn't get enough work. So, and look at wow. where she, look at where she is now. And she's somebody that she's one of my biggest sources of inspiration because you know, it, for her, she's had to really grind and work at it. And it's so cool now to see her. She, she's always had such a big personality and she's always done it her way too. I remember her talking in the interview with me that pe people always, they wanted her to wear her hair a certain way and they didn't want her to wear the red lipstick that she always wears, mm. and the big hoops. And She's like, no, I'm going to be me. And I respect the hell out of her for doing it, doing it her way. 
and it's clearly paid off. And now the, the world is getting to see that. So she's somebody that she continues to inspire me and I admire. And I'm, I'm just so happy for her. Like nobody deserves it more than she does. Well, Monica, you are officially on the clock. We're going to be trying to reach out to you. We're going to slide in the DMs. We're going to make every effort we possibly can to get you on this show. And trust me, we are patient. We understand. <laughs> and we would love to have you come on and tell your amazing story. And uh, it's, that's a wrap. We'll, we'll be in contact with you soon. You on the clock. Kelly Burke, you got Next, you are icon. You are trailblazer. You are warrior. You are sensational. You got positive energy. I, I could go on and on and on, but you are the truth. And uh, I can't speak enough about your level of excellence and pedigree and just professionalism and polish. And oh my goodness, you you, you the truth. And uh, you are extraordinary and elite. You deserve a yeet, Kelly Burke. We did it. You got next. Sports Life Talk Nation. Oops, we did it again. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> y'all buckle up. Y'all rock with us. We got a few announcements before we get out of here. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. One more show. We're going to keep giving it to you. We just in June. Th th think about that. We are just now in June, and we still got six more months of guests. And let me tell y'all, the, the, the list is already packed out. This thing is about to be nuts. So make sure you are subscribed. You are following us on all of our social media at Sports Life Talk on Twitter, on IG. G, TikTok, it don't matter. Whatever platform you like to be on, we are dropping dimes, dropping gems and content daily. And listen, if you're sitting there, you're like, man, I would love to come on the show. I think I got a story that the world needs to hear. We want to hear it. And we're going to give you the opportunity to tell it to us, okay? Go to our website, sltugotnext.com. Click on the nominations tab and just give us a little information about yourself so we can reach out to you and learn a little bit more about your own personal journey. And uh, lastly, we go live every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a fun show. We take off the, the company Letterman's a little bit and we, we let our hat down and we talk sports. We talk life, entertainment, pop culture, social media. We talk everything. It's just a fun show. I even I even talk about my love for sneakers. So y'all come rock with us and you can actually get in the comments and just rip KT a new one. And that's the beautiful part. And he'll see it right there on the screen so you'll have a good time going after him. Not me. Alright, <laughs> right, man. I, I ran out of stuff to talk about, man. I'm, gonna well, let you close good. I'm tired dog. of hearing you talk. Thank you for finally shutting up i'm the one that built up the courage to reach out to kelly burke and i am the one that lost championship rounds i don't get it b jones it's not fair but you know what in doing so even when i lose i win because we have a new family member kelly thank you so much for rocking with us whatever you need from us let us know if you're ever in dallas b jones has lunch or dinner because i know you can eat so oh. i ain't got no, well, no, yeah, no, say, no, I I, bottomless pit no the bottom I'm supposed to pr probably come out there in October, so I'm going to take you up on that. So Dallas yeah, is quickly turning in, into one of my Get favorite cities. Get your check cities, card ready, so. Jones. Get your check card ready. Hey, I need, I need to take me down. Y'all seen on Disney, where they got on uh, Disney television, they got the What If series from Marvel. I'm going to do yeah. the What If the Phoenix Suns had won that 93, uh, 94 championship. Oh that, hey, yeah. that, that would be super oh. dope, wouldn't it? We need to yeah. do the What uh, If and yeah, how, yeah. how that would have changed everything. That would have been crazy. I know everybody yeah, wants to watch that. Would a dynasty have started after that? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We, we got that. So y'all buckle up for the Sports Life Talk What If series. Hey, Sports Life Talk Nation, we love y'all. Stay safe. Be blessed. Respect each other and love one another because together we are better. And keep dreaming big because you never know. Your story may be the next one featured on Sports Life Talks. You got next.
Yeet! See what's crazy is I knew you had next cause you always working, you always grinding, you're in your bag cause you're always working like in due time. I just I knew you got next. You did it, huh? Crack the code. You got next, you smashing goals. You want next, you need exposure. Well, sports like talk out the baddest show, like the baddest hut in the room. Podcast is tuning too, just for you to talk your shit. Talking mushroom, you are what you eat and you should consume. Sports like talk from the late night to the afternoon, then rest repeat. Hit the like, leave a comment, or subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You got next, it's a small taste of a winning meal from a chef type of celebrity. What's up next is you, at least you better be. Sports life talking this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sports life talking this.